Yeah, so we've been actually talking about um, the cycles that happen in the mind that the Buddha refers to as samsara, that many people think of as magical. In fact, the cycle could, can actually be understood to be the cycle of thought, giving rise to more thoughts, which also give rise to feelings. Mm-hmm. Those feelings give rise to thoughts, and now we've got a full cycle going. <laughs> but there's another cycle, which is actually quite wholesome that we can point to, and that is, is that with right sati and with one's right view and one's right effort, those three things cycle together to wit that one's right effort now becomes to improve our view. Mm-hmm. Our effort becomes to improve the view, and that's basically what you begin to do is is that the improvement of the view is actually by adding some discernment in there. Let's start looking at what's going on rather than just assume, like everybody does, assumes that, well, it's my thought. I mean, it must be okay with me. (laughs) But then a lot of people's thoughts that they have, not helpful, not okay. They can quite easily be better. So many of the thoughts that we have been trained to think Mm. are actually very unwholesome for us. And some of them create anxiety mm-hmm. needless. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the anxiety creates planning needlessly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Time and energy that could be spent on much more productive and wholesome things. Like not putting any time and energy into anything anymore. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that we begin to use the time wisely because Mm. we recognize that time actually is relative based upon how it's loaded Mm. and if we unload it completely there's nothing left but right now that's all we've ever had and by the way yeah that's very true (laughs) all we've ever had is the present right tomorrow really does not ever come that what we thought was tomorrow winds up being today anyway. <laughs> yes, very true. Mm. So in that regard, here's a story that we can tell, and that mm-hmm. is the story about the old man in a hubble so many centuries, thousands of years ago, mm-hmm. and he's laying there in his hovel at night, maybe with a candle or a lamp or something, and let it goes out, and he's laying there with just so much anxiety. And he's worried, not really about anything other than the anxiety in the sense of what's going on, why? In other words, it's it's almost like for many people, anxiety is like a messenger from the gods telling you danger, 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 danger. danger." Something's going wrong. Oh, you need to worry. So we have to kind of figure out, well, what is it that's gone wrong? What we do, Mm. we need to fix. Mm -hmm. And so he settles upon, oh, I know what it is. The fence is is, needs mending. And if I don't go fix it right now, the woes will get in or the ghosts will get out. And so he hops up out of his hubble, goes and spends hours finding stones, putting them in the wall, making sure that it's really good. And this is at night. I mean, this is a long time ago. He didn't have uh, the kind of torches that they have nowadays. (laughs) And he goes back exhausted in the middle of the night and he lays back down. 
feeling pretty good for the first minute, and then the anxiety comes back again. <sighs> and here he has spent all that time fixing that wall, thinking that by fixing the wall, he was getting rid of the anxiety, where in fact what he was doing was he was just occupying his mind doing a task mm -hmm. and not paying attention to the fact that he was still having a lot of anxiety inside because he wasn't watching his mind closely enough to recognize, for instance, that while he's building the wall, he's having thoughts of wolves jumping over it, mm -hmm. or sheep jumping out, or things like that, so that he's terrifying himself while he's actually building a very secure wall. Where's his joy about, look what a nice wall I built. <laughs> and take a deep breath and a sigh of relief and mm. actually feel that relief. No, he still has that anxiety. And well, modern day is even more sophisticated and complicated like, than that because we have very complicated lives. All he had was just a hovel and a fence and a few goats. Very simple in comparison. Okay. Yeah. All right. And so uh, we live our lives jumping or hopping from one unsatisfying thought to another. Mm. This is, in fact, the basis of the monkey mind. Why would the monkey mind jump? Uh, why would the monkey mind jump? It's a monkey mind. It's a wild monkey. It's unpredictable. We're calling it that. It's, we're calling it that because of this wild, unpredictable behavior. Mm. So what is the source of the jumping? Mm, the source of the jumping. If you were sitting on a limb in a tree, mm -hmm. and all of a sudden you jumped, why would you jump? Because you're scared or something. You're scared. <laughs> now we're going to. It's okay. <laughs> yes, you jump because you're scared. You want to get so away we, from that. We are jumpy because we frighten ourselves sometimes with our own shadows that appear when we're jumping. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think our shadow is much scarier than what it is. It's not a jaguar. It's just our We're shadow. not taking a really good look at mm, what the shadow this actually whole operation is. Of the monkey jumps from here to here. Why did it jump from here? The answer is because there was something unsatisfying about where the monkey had landed at that mm. particular moment, which may have been upon Grandma. <laughs> 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 and then we jumped. Oh, and then it might the land. Body. It might land somewhere else unsatisfying. So it keeps exactly. jumping, and it keeps on jumping and jumping and jumping and and jumping because the source of it is, is that the mind is in fact dissatisfied. Yeah. So if we go back then to the Buddhist premises, is that if we have wholesome thoughts, mm. then the mind is less likely to be jumpy. Yeah, I think I think a lot of people. Mix, what am I trying to say here? They mix up occupying the mind with actually being present and being wholesome. A lot of people like to fill the space or fill the silence with just something to occupy the mind. And they, and they think that that is helpful or helping. And may, maybe it does to some degree, but not as much as actually applying well, right party, right view. It really is a, um, you could go so far as to call it a placebo. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's a good way to describe um, that. And, and that people feel a whole lot better by watching YouTube <laughs> than they do about sitting in front of a, a turned off PC thinking about all their troubles. <laughs> yeah, it, fact, gives, it's, it gives one the mind. Most likely, right, which one is most likely to produce anxiety? Watching with the YouTube, which is possible, mm-hmm. or sitting there worrying about all your worries and cares mm-hmm. of the world. That's pretty good right there. Okay. Yeah, and that's, that's why we use YouTube something. is because it's an escape. We know it's an escape. Mm-hmm. But people are then not willing to actually look at it and escape from what? Yeah, they don't, they don't look inside. They don't realize what they're trying to escape from. And so you just remain in that state of wanting to escape, but not knowing what to escape from or how to escape from it. Because you're not applying right sati, you're not applying right view, you're not seeing where the mind is going throughout the day and you're not realizing, that ain't good, I'm not going there, so Uh whatever. So (laughs) even though the mind thinks that it has free association, Mm. wherever it jumps to, there it finds dissatisfaction mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. over and over again until we find out that, this, it, that though it may be vast, this is still a prison. Mm-hmm. I never do really find the freedom. And the reason they don't have the freedom is they don't recognize that they can be free by having freeing thoughts mm-hmm. and that they have dissatisfactions when they have unsatisfying thoughts. Yeah. Yeah, that that's something that I would definitely do, like during university. Maybe I wouldn't be in front of YouTube, but I mean, I had work to do. It was university, but the work would sort of serve as a as an occupation for the mind. And I wouldn't actually think to myself about, oh, where has the mind gone? And is this constructive or helpful you know nine times out of ten it would have been no not helpful in the slightest but i was just so focused on occupying space like you say doing work revision watching youtube that sort of stuff so yeah time that could have been spent a little bit more constructively oh you could have just saved it <laughs> yes, I could have done that. <laughs> that just it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That we could have been actually, we could have taken the complete benefit of that time. Mm. Yeah, in the sense of just sitting and enjoying it, mm-hmm. this moment. Yeah, but we don't let ourselves do that, and when we do, because of the few past moments that we've had we wind up having anxiety and 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 whatnot like that mm-hmm. uh, it really is a, a kind of a, an interesting thing when students will say that you know i've tried your techniques but, <laughs> but. Big, but <laughs> even when i tell myself to cheer up and find joy it's artificial it's not real I don't really feel joyful. Okay. And then what do you say to them? Ah, well, that judgment is just Mm -hmm. merely a judgment. Mm -hmm. 
okay, that you're judging that your joy that whatever it is that you have is still not good enough. And so that's the hindrance is mm -hmm. to having those kind of thoughts that this is not joy, it's artificial, it's not good enough. Those are part of the hindrances. Mm -hmm. it's, it's not ever enough. Where wholesome thoughts are going to be the kind of thoughts of, yeah, this is good enough right now. Yeah, people yeah, hold, hold their expectations are possibly a bit too high. Um, mm -hmm. While I've been applying right sati, right view, right effort, I'm not overcome with absolute euphoria. Oh my god, this is the best feeling in the world. No, but I'm satisfied. Well, you ain't seen nothing yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I will get there soon enough. No, but... no, 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 no. I just pulled my favorite Buddhist joke on you. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> <laughs> when I mean it, I mean it literally. You ain't seen nothing. Ah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and those who want the euphoria want that because they don't want they don't want to know that hey man nothing's better than that <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i think we need some air quotes in there someplace <laughs> oh good yeah yeah right relaxation is really we don't need the euphoria but it comes kind of on its own in the sense that well let us talk about it in this regard let's talk about it of being alive being vibrantly alive having a life force that's up to about this kind of level mm -hmm. but then the turmoils of life are up here with all of the hindrances and all of the problems and all the anxieties and all of the worries, but when you begin to settle that down, mm. that looks like euphoria. <laughs> and boy, does it feel that way too, being <laughs> vibrantly alive and wow, I feel so good. <laughs> That's a good way to look at it. Mm -hmm. That That is there, but it too will begin to subside until there's really not much left mm. nothing, not much. <laughs> no, nothing much nothing, nothing much, much. No. <laughs> a lot more subtle mm -hmm. mm. and so this is the way of looking at it yeah the euphoria is going to be there mm. but the euphoria that we're talking about has been there all along anyway mm. we just had too much trouble to worry about it yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just about removing those troubles and letting mm, and it. You, and you find out, wow, what a beautiful day this is. Mm. Things are really, really nice. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've sort of, I, I don't know. I've just been more aware as I've been walking around mm -hmm. and just looking at things, like the shapes of trees. That's what eyes are for. And. <laughs> 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 and, yeah. and, and we wouldn't stumble into so much stuff if we'd use them <laughs> well, yeah that's very true very very true but yeah just yeah. just more aware of what i see instead of walking around and thinking about this and thinking about that 
you know, I've got a direction in mind. My legs are moving automatically, but am I aware of what's going on? No, everything's up here. But mm-hmm. recently, as I've been walking around... In, in a way, it's almost a marvel to see how complex the human being is with all mm-hmm. of these fallacies and frailties. It's a pretty complex machine. Mm-hmm. Not only can we walk and chew gum at the same time, we can completely ignore those two tasks and be off in Neverland. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's very true. We don't even have to be here to watch what's going on. We can just forget the whole show. Forget the whole thing and just be Yeah, we've got our own private hells to go to, you know. <laughs> wow. It's crazy how much people actually spend up there. Mm-hmm. How how long they do and for how long they don't even realize that they do. Well, that's what the the whole awakening really is all about. This Mm -hmm. is what it's about. Congratulations again. You're waking up. (laughs) It's a good feeling. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's very, very nice. So you stay with that wholesome. That's the way to recognize it. And so... um, a really good thing that uh, has a quality with with um, the teachings of the Buddha that's very useful that I use sometimes. Mm-hmm. One is is that it's not my business as a quotation. Okay. Not my business. The other one, which I was just thinking about, is is that forget about it. Forget about it. Yes, forget about it. Even though that 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 whole phrase comes out of the mob, out of the mafia. Yes. <laughs> forget about it. About it. <laughs> right, okay, but that's also very Buddhist. That's the right way to think of it is just forget about it. Hmm. Uh, if you were able to do that with whatever it brings up anxiety and you just forgot about it, then where's going to the anxiety come from? Oh, it's not going to come from anywhere. It's going to be so nice. <laughs> okay, so we recognize that our thoughts guide our feelings. Mm-hmm. But then yeah. the feelings, once we work them up, now they guide the thoughts. Yeah. So that someone can be so full of anxiety that they're almost dancing without music. Agitated. Uh, very agitated, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it is it is a, a, a spiral or something like that. And then the like mind that. just starts all over the place because the whole system's got all of that adrenaline in it. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's no place to go. No water to burn fight. It off, right? Then, in fact, fight or flight, the best thing to do in that regard would be to take a hike, to go walking. Yeah. So let that stuff kind of drain out if we can remember that, oh, this is the reason I'm walking is to clear this stuff out of the system yeah including yeah. all the thoughts that i had that worked me up into it mm. yeah but yeah, here yeah. you are getting a bit better than that you're beginning to see that stuff now before it even works you up that you can see it when it comes and you can see it as danger danger anxiety 10 seconds ahead <laughs> <laughs> yeah don't go down that path <laughs> slam on the brakes put the car in reverse let's Get out, out of here. Yeah. Let's get that thought out of here. And it takes a whole lot less time than even the analogy of backing up the car. It's like, 
yeah. it's much more like the way that Bugs Bunny or the Roadrunner would do it. <laughs> <laughs> with a with an occasional beep beep all along the way. Beep, beep. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good shows, good shows. But yeah, I'm yeah. I'm starting to have these these clearer realizations, and just having them is very uh, what's the word i'm looking for here like it, it, it i suppose like in, it it fills me with more confidence it adds to the confidence it really does mm-hmm. which is a, which i personally find for me is a big component of it having that confidence and knowing that your abilities are good enough or they're getting uh, better and able to deal with them just having that additional confidence is so so helpful it mm-hmm. really is congratulations for building that too that's <laughs> also that on that list though that, that that completes the item there in fact mm-hmm. that when we have right view right sati right effort working correctly mm-hmm. it builds up that confidence yeah that we can handle this yes and I don't know if it's different from what personal. anxiety. Forget about it. Forget about it. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know if it's different from person to person. But for me, the confidence is a very particularly important factor. Knowing mm-hmm. that you can handle it and you can make it your bitch. It's <laughs> very, very important for me. Yeah. Yes, this is this is a major part of the teaching but it's not yelled out. Mm. It's something that is there. It's actually stated clearly in the suttas mm-hmm. that this is the first step of the noble path is that knowledge and confidence that I can clean out the mind. I don't mm. care what kind of crap is in there. I can throw mm. that stuff out. Yeah. Because this is but not that, something that we've ever so, so much freedom. I mm. mean, wow, to have that <laughs> <laughs> hey man, I can do this. <laughs> I, it's I a great feeling. Mm-hmm. It's a great, great feeling. But it's not th- through learning MBSR during university. Not something that was ever touched on. Speaking about confidence or anything like that, it's not something that was mentioned once. Which, seeing how important it is, it's. I know we've spoken about it before, but it's like, oh, why would you leave that out? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Leaving out some of the best bits. It's like an unfinished cake. You know, you've not got any topping or any or any uh, nice stuff in the it. The medical just... model is built that way. Oh, yes. Yeah. You have to repeat that. Once you walk into the door of the doctor's office, he's got you until he buries you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I saw it was just a screenshot of an article that said, are improving medical practices good for business? And I was like, <laughs> you need to save people. It's not about business and money, but Unfortunately, it and is. that's the word for improvement. That's all they want mm. to sell. They don't mm. want to sell a cure. They right. want to sell an improvement. Little incremental improvements which keep you there and keep mm-hmm. the money flowing in. Precisely. Mm. 
And every psychologist practices this. Every psychologist knows more about their client than they're dare willing to tell them. Not, not good. Not nice. It's not. No, well, you can figure all that stuff out by yourself. All you have to do is pay attention. Look closely now. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And you do so with a with a gauge, not that whatever I think is okay, I'm just here for the Vipassana. Yeah. No, this is completely different. No, this is you've got to seize control of the mind mm -hmm. and discriminate. Is this thought worth having or not? Mm. Mm. And when we get good at being able to make that discernment, that discrimination, we don't let a whole lot of thoughts in anymore. Yeah, when you get really good at it, what? Because a mind moment is a tenth of a second, a twentieth of a second? a tenth of a second, or something in that, yeah. yeah well, so well it... a twentieth of a second is, I mean, I don't know anyone who's down to that level, but <laughs> we'll get an AI. <laughs> <laughs> but, you, but you know, you can get it very quickly. Mm -hmm. you, th you think about it, you you notice that the mind's wandered off, okay, that's half a second, and then you see where it's gone, that's maybe another half a second, and then you're like, whoa, we're not going there, that's another half mm -hmm. a second. All of that in the space of, cool, and we're back. Okay. Uh, brilliant! Yeah, <laughs> it's amazing how how many mind seconds or mind moments can happen that are out of the flow. An example of this, in fact, is looking at, they did this kind of experiments a long, long time ago, uh, starting with, um, and when I say a long time ago, I'm talking about with the speed of the film mm -hmm. at 10 frames a second. They were already then experimenting. In fact, I think I know who was doing it, mm -hmm. was uh, Edward Bernays that he would go into the film industry and slice in an extra frame or two occasionally of a skeleton. Mm. Okay. Well, it was a horror movie. You want people horrified. <laughs> and that skeleton that. comes by so fast that it doesn't register on their conscious mind. But unconsciously, something is, they've seen something and they're unsettled by it. So uh -huh. and it didn't uh -huh. take time for them to start putting candy and popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how they were experimenting in the old days was how long does it take? And if they go up to the standard of 24 frames a second, mm -hmm. uh, then how many frames can you have in a row before half the audience knows that you put something in there? Mm. And how much different it is, or can you blend it in with the same colors so that they, uh, it becomes even more subliminal because it's not a stark reality of a black and white skeleton, that if you've got reds and greens in there, then this skeleton is obvious to see if mm. you could actually look at it, but it's in reds and greens. So it gets really subtle like that. There's a whole lot of research that's been done on reaction times and mm -hmm. that you can actually do this online also. The clicking of the button. The click, of, yeah, when you it click changes around, color. They change the front, right. And you can see that your mind, uh, you can begin to look at your own mind operating at those speeds. Because uh, most people, we don't. Yeah, no, there's, uh, the over the past few days I've been going to see friends and whatnot and getting on trains to see them and you have a little button and you've got to wait for the button to flash 
for you to press it to open the door, and I'm there, like, and then it flashes, and I'm like, oh, oh, that was good, that was good, because <laughs> I remembered what you said about the changing of the color, so I just thought I'd play play myself a little game. I mean, I don't have anything to time it, but as I get on the train, I'm like, whoa, yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> okay, all right, well. These are the kind of games that Domadudes play. Oh, okay. is to check yourself. How's things going? Yeah. Okay, this is part of the examination of the wholesome mm. that we had started to talk about. That, in fact, once the mind is wholesome thought one after another and we're not generating our own crap, mm -hmm. then basically the whole reality that is there to be now fully investigated is mostly an all wholesome. And that's what the delightful part is in the sense that we can begin to now examine sati. We mm. can begin to say, how's my investigation? How's my reaction time? Okay, this is, this is exactly the kind of testing that we begin to, uh, to, to, let us say, become aware of, not necessarily seek it out, but mm. there it is, okay? Yeah. There it is, and so let's, let's check this out and um, uh, start watching our re response time and our reaction time and things like that. Because that's exactly what we need to do when somebody yells at us. Mm. Or they insult us or something immediate happens that in fact what we're actually looking at is startle reaction time. Okay, what is it that will startle you, which means that instant, instantaneous fear that arises within one or two mind moments? Yeah. Only a tenth, maybe a fifth of a second, and all of a sudden, you know, and all that happened was lightning or, or whatever. In fact, uh, one of the things that I remember, this happened several years ago, that lightning flashed so brightly that it was completely wiped out bright in all directions around while simultaneously we could hear two sounds. One was a basically a crack followed immediately by a boom. Oh my goodness. And everybody in the house was off the floor. <laughs> I, I said there, and that was amazing to see everybody jump. The dogs jumped. I mean, they, they didn't have to get up to jump. They were laying prone and they're jumped. <laughs> everybody just jumped. That was just so amazing to watch. But I was there for it hmm. so that I could watch the others react to it oh. without having to react to it other than the um, very quick pleasure of, of the reality that, hey, that was a big one and I didn't react, <laughs> didn't catch. Oh. That's, that's a good way of checking fear is uh, your startle reaction. Mm. That's a good, that's a... That's interesting. Your startle reaction. Because mm. that's instantaneous fear. What else yeah. is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. that's not something which is... Yeah, if it's instantaneous, it's not something that you can really predict or prepare for. It just happens, so your response is a very, very natural one. Mm -hmm. And the question is, how many mind moments does it take you to figure out what's really going on? Mm. Yeah. In other words, is your... This is lightning, a big one, at the same mind moment as uh, the startle reaction comes at, which would basically be only one mind moment after the flash started. 
Or yeah. actually the boom started as that point happens because it all happened at the same time. Mm-hmm. And then one or two mind moments later is when that startle reaction of the people are going to have and they're within a half a second they're going to be in the air. <laughs> <laughs> That's and an so interesting these... way of looking at it. Yeah, yeah. Prepare the startle reaction. Mm, what can startle me? What can, what can I find? <laughs> That's the whole thing is, is that we recognize that there is nothing mm. that can startle you. Yeah. That's part of that confidence. Yeah. Mm. Puff my chest out. Yeah. <laughs> confidence. Puff my chest out. Walk around proud like a lion. Oh, you, see, you see a lion patrolling his territory. He's head up, walking chest forward, walking very proudly. Nothing's going to come and mess with him. That That is the confidence right there. That's the right. image I have when I think of the confidence. A lion patrolling the border of its territory. Right. That and, right and there the... is confidence. Nothing's going to mess with that. Mm-hmm. That you can handle anything, even something that's pouncing on you. Literally, yeah. What's that? Mm. Another lion? No, I can handle that. A gang of cheaters? I can handle that. So, we're talking about then two things. One is quick reaction time, and you know that you've got good reaction time. Yeah. Okay, this is actually a good good thing if we can begin to then to focus that reaction time onto what's really going on Mm -hmm. within the own mind. Mm. This is, in fact, why People, uh, some sports people, and a good example would be martial artists. Mm. That if you're not watching what's going on, you're going to get punched in the face. Okay. With that kind of mentality, th- it's easy to teach them Anapanasati. Once yeah. they see the danger, they wake up because they've been waking up to see the dangers. They've got to have full awareness. They've got to have have full awareness awareness for what's going on. But now they're just looking at the face. You know, you've got to protect your body. You've got to protect your calves, your thighs. You know, you might not be in punch. Somebody might try and take you down. You've got to be aware and ready to combat whatever. So this is kind of a bodily awareness. Hmm. Yeah. That the body itself can pick up on the fact that somebody's sneaking up behind you. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to talk to people about this because it all of a sudden becomes kind of magical rather than more vibrational. But a, a, but yeah, a the, good the... Dama dude, nobody is going to sneak up on a, bit, on a good <laughs> Dama dude. Ordinary people get so engrossed into what they're doing, they're not having any sensory awareness around them at all. Yes, that's very true. That You, you, know, you have the five senses, but then you have additional lesser known senses like the sense of your surroundings you do it's it's scientifically proven you do have the ability to just know what's around you whether it be objects or if somebody's approaching stuff like that surrounding sensory awareness and it has one of the qualities is that it has proprioceptic Now, what we mean by proprioceptic, the first way for a student to become uh, associated with it is understanding the the body's actual position down to every bone in your body. Mm. All you have to do is pay attention and you know exactly where each toe is in their relationship to each other. 
You know exactly where your armpit is. You know exactly where your hands are and outstretched. And whether they're in a fist or open or moving or whatever it is, if we pay attention to it, we immediately know what's going on. This is called proprioceptic awareness. Mm-hmm. And it needs to be developed as a skill. This is part of what the Buddha is talking about in that Anapanasati Sutta when he says experience the whole body, including the the postures that we're in and all of the sensory awareness around us. And this is exactly what the Mahasi is talking about when he talks about rising, falling, touching, which mm-hmm. is touch sensation, and then sitting. What's your posture? What's your body doing? What's this relationship to the world and the atmosphere around you? Okay, and this is actually a sensory awareness that athletes pick up because they need it to play their sport. Mm, mm. And to a degree, some musicians and certainly dancers need it. But computer people, they have another function of the brain, and so we can teach them in various different ways also. But this idea of having this open sensory awareness of the environment that we're in means that, in fact, Martial artists are hard to sneak up on. Oh, yes. (laughs) Right? Why? Because they're paying attention to where they are. Mm, mm, They're looking around with the back of their mind. I mean, this is, I mean, teachers have been accused of that forever. (laughs) Having eyes in the back of their head. head. No, they're just paying attention to what's happening in the room. And they can do that with a whole lot of sensory awareness without having eyeballs. Okay, so this is that whole waking up or the sensory input or the sensory awareness that is associated then with that startle reaction. Because people who don't have this sensory awareness are the ones who will have the body itself do that reaction that's associated with the startle. So you have two things going on, the startle and the reaction. That's two mind moments. It happens, and then the body reacts if the mind is not there to take over the body at that particular mind moment, okay? If you if the mind is not there with wisdom, then at that point of contact, when that uh, um, startle happens, then the body is going to react to it by flailing, and sometimes even by jumping. Jumping several feet in the air. <laughs> Sometimes right into the air. That was quite amazing. The whole crowd was off the floor. <laughs> that is a very good point, though. You have your reaction, and then you might have an additional reaction on top of that from the mind. Yeah. But then a trained and aware and... uh Right, and then look at that cycle that can get going, the cycle of terror, especially if you're not really aware of lightning storms and haven't been in them before. <laughs> <laughs> in the UK, we don't get it's many. The gods are after us. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yes, that's exactly what happens with ignorance. But with wisdom, then how quick is that wisdom? How many mind moments does it happen before you, you're awake? And so these are the little tests that we can have to say, okay, this is the level of, of awake. I can push that button. Mm. Yeah, I can respond to that. Yeah. 
yeah, kitty, we, I can set it up so the kitty tries to hit me, and just in time, I grab her arm instead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that, and that quick reaction time actually is something that's practiced in martial arts. Mm. Yeah, they have to be able to quickly react. You know, some people have a very good jab. They don't telegraph it. So you mm. need to be able to, whereas somebody might load up, Right, if they load some up, people, they're, some all, people, they're on the floor. If they literally. So then some people, they just just poke it out. There's no telegraphing it, but they still need to be able to react to it. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Of course, the real point of it is that anybody who is doing this is already telegraphing. <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah, so if somebody walks up to you standing like that, then yeah. you know. Hello, you know I, what's wait a minute. Coming. I gotta go. I, I've got something over here to do. <laughs> okay, I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but there's the I, uh, I do rock climbing, and um, it's a very it's a it's a sport where you also have to be very mindful and very aware. Mm -hmm. Although, you know, you may be climbing up something and you think to yourself, okay, my right hand's got to go up there. What's the rest of your body doing? You mm -hmm. can't just let it dangle because you're going to fall off. You need to make sure, okay, my focus is going on up here, but what's the, what are my feet doing? Are my Where feet on this hole? How's my core tension? Uh, what is my left arm doing? Do I want to extend? Where is my center of gravity? How close yeah. I am to the rock? Exactly. <laughs> am, I, am I hanging out? <laughs> exactly. So there's a lot of mindfulness, a lot of body awareness that you have to consider while climbing certain certain problems, certain routes. So, mm -hmm. so what what you what you were saying? I thought it linked to quite nicely. A absolutely. Yes. That in fact this fits in exactly well. Uh, to recognize that we do uh, in some sports and some engagements and some activities like rock climbing is one of them. Mm -hmm. uh, if, you, if you don't watch what you're grabbing hold to, you're going to die. <laughs> <laughs> it's very true. It's very true. And in the rock climbing gyms, sometimes they drill, they drill holds into the walls and sometimes they're not drilled in very well. You grab them and they spin. And mm. when you spin, you go, Whoa! but then as long as the rest of your body is fine, your awareness, you know, that that's like a that, that's, that's like a startle reaction. You grab and then you immediately fall off because the whole spinning. You wouldn't and then, do that though, again, with that knowledge, that means that you're going to test it every time. <laughs> every one of those things, you're not you yeah. want to test it. You're yeah. going to try to see, can I get it to spin a little bit? <laughs> can I get this thing to pull out a little bit? How many? Yeah. And then we start putting gradual force on it until then we know, okay, now I've got my fingers on that thing. And yeah. Yeah. And so it really has to do with the confidence because we're checking. Mm -hmm. That mm -hmm. would be the one reason I would say that people would fail at rock climbing. Yeah. And rock climbing with your own mind, that's a big one <laughs> climbing your own mind yeah. yeah 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 no i've seen a lot of people climbing up something and then they just don't have the confidence and so they're like they start freaking out which is not, not what you want to do it's not what no. you want to do oh. there was uh I, I lived in malta south of italy sicily for a bit during university and mm -hmm. the person that i was living with and i we went off to um 
this area to do a snorkel survey. We were looking for stingrays and stuff like that. And so we finished and there was this really, really nice cliff that led up into the water. And I was like, I'm going to climb it. <laughs> and so I climbed some of it and then she joined and then her confidence just went straight down and she froze. Fight, flight or freeze. And mm-hmm. she froze. Oh. Her confidence went. There was none of it. And she. Was, the only thing you can say was take a deep breath. Breathe. Take, yeah, literally. So take a deep breath, breathe. Don't freeze. Continue to climb up. That's the only thing you can do. Or just drop in. It's You've got water below you. It's fine to drop in. But she didn't go up. She didn't go down. She just stayed there. Just shaking until her arms were so tired and her, her forearms were so pumped that she did just fall in. But she was fine at the end of the day. Okay. Think about it like this, metaphorically. Mm-hmm. How many people do that exact same thing day after day after day, sometimes several times a day? I need several hands with more fingers to count the number of people who would be doing that. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking about necessarily rock climbing. I'm talking about the rubble that they're in. <laughs> oh, <my>. <laughs> <laughs> and that's one, that, that rock is just too big. Oh, and yeah. So we freeze. Right. Mm-hmm, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the example of the um, of climbing the uh, Everest of one's own mind mm-hmm. is an old analogy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, let's go mountain climbing. Let's get to the top of this thing. That's all, uh, all in the sense of the Lokatara or being above the world. I think I mentioned to you the concept that everyone is is an emperor. Every one of us is an absolute emperor of our own pile of dirt. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Every one of us is an emperor of our own pile of dirt. Are you going to be buried under your pile of dirt? Or are you, are you going, going to be on, to top, be on of it? top of it? Exactly. Mm-hmm. You got to be on top of your world. You got to be on top of this stuff. Yeah. Make and your dirt all, your own. Because it's our own dirt. That's yes. the thing that's so funny. Yes. I made all of this stuff. Why Why am I even keeping my dirt around? Why don't I just sweep it out? <laughs> sweep it out. Make it your own. Yeah, you've got all this dirt. You've made the dirt. So get rid of the dirt. But people like to be crushed by their dirt and complain about being crushed by their dirt. Pity parties and complaints. That's a very interesting one, by the way, is is that in uh, in the lifestyle that you're beginning to create, Mm -hmm. we begin to look for any sign of wanting to complain about anything to anyone. It's something that annoys me so much. I know it's not something that it's something that used to i mean i still do a little bit get annoyed by it but people who complain about something and the way to get over their problem or what's fate or the issue that they're facing is staring them directly in the face why are you complaining do something about it be proactive if -hmm. you've got the answer staring at you directly what are you doing staying around in the crappy situation that you find yourself in when it's so that you put yourself obvious in. that you put yourself in, yeah. <laughs> and then but you it's found so obvious there. to change. 
<laughs> exactly. In fact, this is exactly what you would call a pity party. A pity party means I've got this long list of complaints. Please sit down and listen to me with all of my complaints. It's what you said and before, like a pity party. Mentality. Mm-hmm. I, I, I thought about uh, what you said. Um, I think it was one of the first lessons that we had. Like if somebody over in the West falls and they scrape their knee and then some, everyone gathers around them like, are you okay? Oh my goodness, whoa, is everything all right? But then you said if you've got like young children playing in Thailand, somebody falls over and they scrape their knee, they're just like, come on, get up, let's go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You don't, they don't wallow. Wallowing is terrible. And it's something that a lot of people enjoy doing for some reason. But remaining in the right poop is not enjoyable. Why do people do that is because they enjoy being the victim. Mm. Because if they are a victim, that means that they get to judge other people for victimizing them. That's part of their revenge trip. Ah. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Just... Well, you could see it as the unwholesome. Yeah. They yeah. don't see yet the unwholesome. They only see the uh, the gratification of being able to take it out on whoever they're complaining about. Yeah. Without yeah, having yeah. to suffer the consequences of doing the complaining to the right person in his face. Mm-hmm. That I could get you to listen to me complain about him. This is also in right speech called malicious gossip, but it's mm-hmm. still basically nothing but complaining. Mm-hmm. Let's get mm-hmm. somebody else. Let's, uh, Eric Byrne had a, had a phrase for it. It, he, it was, um, let's you and him fight. Uh. You hear that in there? Yeah. Let's you and him fight, okay? But I'm, I'm having a pity party. Mm-hmm. I'm the one who's complaining to you. And now you got to go do something about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's your pile of dirt. You do something about it. Uh-huh. Do you like being in your pile of dirt? No. Stop complaining about it. Sweep it away. Hoover it up. Come on. The Hoover's right there. There we go. Pile of dirt's gone. Lovely. Anything to complain about? No. You're feeling better? Yes. Good. <laughs> well that point that i was making a moment ago has a subtlety to it and it's cultural it's not necessarily real but it's cultural in the sense that women when they have the pity party they only want to have a pity party when men have a pity party they want to enlist you to get you to go do the job which means that the guy who goes and listens to the woman complain, he thinks that it's a call to action and he's got work to do, and she's not giving him any work to do. She just wants to complain. Oh, my goodness. It's very true. It is very true. My 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 girlfriend, she'll complain to me about something, and I'm like... Well, okay, here, here, I lay out some things and you might be able all to do. These she doesn't want to uh, do No, she, she doesn't want to hear complain. anything. <laughs> literally, literally. I'm, I think I'm trying to be helpful here. I'm like, oh, why have you tried this? Have no, you, you, you no, tried no, this? no. Stop helping. She doesn't know. <laughs> oh, it's, 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 
it's 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 alien I'm glad to you me. Can see that because it's so funny to see. <laughs> it's uh, very stuff. funny. It's uh-huh. very very funny, but but it doesn't make sense to me. If there's something wrong, I want to I want to act upon it and rectify it. But some people they just want to they just want just want to run their mouth. Yeah, want to complain exactly. So we have to. That's back to then the the issue of um, really it's not not my business. Just because somebody's complaining, it doesn't mean it's a call to arms. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Call to action. Mm-hmm. That we can we can begin to understand that. Wait a minute. There never has been really a call to action. We just thought that there was. We we misunderstand mm-hmm. almost every complaint and everything that we hear. As a call to action. A very good okay, point. Black, yeah. not, Black Lives Matter. Many people interpret that to be a call to action. Yeah. Either for or against it. Mm. Yeah, that's a good point. You don't have to necessarily act upon mm-hmm. what you're hearing, we don't, what you're listening to. And we just don't have to react to anything. Mm. It's not my business. I don't have, it's not my problem. <laughs> it's not my business. Forget about it. And forget about it exactly. <laughs> and there's where that confidence comes in. The confidence that I can, in fact, forget about it. It's not my problem. Yeah. To tell you, the confidence really is a big thing. It really, really is. And in terms, yeah, this is this is also thoughts. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thought that's the foundation. If mm. you continue to work with keeping your thoughts wholesome, that mm. confidence grow. It'll build. It's part of the pra- package. My mane will get bigger. I will be a stronger lion. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe at the moment my mane isn't fully formed. It's a bit patchy here and there, but as the confidence grows, I'll have a big, beautiful mane. <laughs> Here's something interesting. When Danny was going through this stuff that you're going through right now, he and I used to swap uh, lion photos on Skype. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, what, what, what lion are you feeling like today? You've got a, a lion with a, with a patchy mane, an old lion, a young lion with no mane, a lion with a big what mane. Else, whatever presents itself on the internet, you capture yeah. it and you throw it in there. Right. <laughs> one, one of them that was the funniest one of all was a big, huge lion somewhere at some zoo or something sitting in a wheelbarrow. <laughs> <laughs> and he could barely fit into that thing. It was a small wheelbarrow with that lion in it. And guess what? <laughs> Ain't nobody going to push that wheelbarrow anywhere. <laughs> that uh, nobody, lion that owns that wheelbarrow. Nobody's going and, near that wheelbarrow. <laughs> so, anyway, yeah, that's that's the idea is having that kind of imagery, the imagery that of confidence that we can handle this. That this yeah. is what the the Buddha ha- has as part of the teaching. That's it's subliminal, but it's definitely within the teaching. Of of the Buddha, of that confidence, that um, right attitude. The lion. The Buddha was known as a lion on top of his game. Mm. The top predator. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, well, in a way, there's also a confusing statement. There's a description of someone who is, let us say, on the top of his game. 
Mm -hmm. That description has to do with um, that he's, it's a really strange way of talking about it, but basically it's saying he's not worth messing with. Okay, okay. Okay, that a lion is not worth messing with is the way that it's expressed. No, you're going to get destroyed. You try and mess with a lion. Good okay. God. Well, you could see that also in um, debate or in conversations, especially conversations around my dhamma is better than your dhamma. Ah. Okay, and you go mess with a lion. <laughs> That's not a wise thing to do. Mess with a lion, you're going to get bitten, and it's not going to be good. <laughs> no, well, in fact, you'll enjoy being his lunch. Because you'll find a way to complain about it and complain to other people oh, no, about no, it. And... Not, they may not even know that he's been had for lunch. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he may know. He may not know that he's just been eaten, because mm. it was done with such delicacy. Oh, <laughs> such skill, such delicacy. Oh, <laughs> damn! But if he goes back and reviews the video where he goes to talk to somebody else about it, point <laughs> out a couple of things that happened in there. <laughs> And then they'll realize and they'll be like, wait a minute. Hey. <laughs> I want to redo. <laughs> <laughs> so we're talking about being a lion today, getting your mojo going, getting that um, right attitude that's built upon success, the success of being able to have a mind that's wholesome. Yeah. Yeah. And I cannot think of anything more uh, worthy of calling it a success than mm -hmm. being able to maintain wholesome thoughts. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's definitely still a work in progress, but having those realizations and actually seeing where the mind goes and stuff like that really fills me with confidence. Rather than talk about it like that, We'd rather, we could also say sometimes you feel like a nut and sometimes you don't. Sometimes you could catch that stuff lickety-split mm. and sometimes it slaps you around before you wake up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's a very good way to word it. Mm -hmm. But the prevailing trend is up. Wakey-wakey. Right. Wakey-wakey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's look out and see what's going on. Mm. Before yeah. that stuff gives us anxiety, before mm. it uh, uh, we go into guilt or or whatever. Mm. So yeah. this is the right practice. Ben, I'm really pleased with you. Great for you. Pat yourself on the back. You're you're going. <laughs> it feels good. It really does feel good. So, I mean, yeah. Many thanks to you for these lessons and whatnot i do very much enjoy our conversations it's so a, good, a good start to my sunday a very good start to my sunday <laughs> well we'll finish now mm -hmm. but in that regard have a good moment one after another after another <laughs>
<laughs> you too. You have a good moment, one after another and another. Yes. <laughs> All right. We'll you see you soon. Go see practice. you soon. Go play. We'll, Go we'll do. We'll do. <laughs> Take care now. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>